0: Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled, The Cost of Joy, presented by Pastor Floyd Silva, on December 9th, 2018. Well, this morning, I just
1: want to wanna start with a question, and I know I already asked this of you, but uh, do you have joy this morning? Yeah. I think a joy is something that we, we don't always understand or something that we don't always take in regards to what God has for us, or what God has brought us in this precious gift that He's given us through His Son Jesus Christ. I think joy can be a, a very much a, a struggle, especially in this season of life when when we're trying to focus in on the holidays and do a lot of things uh, that the world would kind of tell us to do in response to this time of year. And so this morning, before we kind of answer that question, do i have joy and what does it mean to have joy and how do we get that i want us to get the the definition of joy and it comes the greek word joy just simply means an inner gladness it's a deep pleasure which comes from an inner assurance and confidence that god does all things for his good purposes see this is what joy is and this is what where joy comes from Well, in our time together today, I want to look at the Word of God. So if you would grab your Bibles, uh, mark it to the the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 1, and we're going to look at some verses in that passage there. And I want to answer kind of two questions. One is, is where do you find joy? And two, where does it come from? And as we ask this question and as we answer it uh, through God's Word, I, I hope that each one of us would leave here with a better understanding of what joy truly is. I love the passage in Isaiah, uh, chapter 61. The prophet Isaiah says this, verse 10. He says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself like a priest with a beautiful headdress, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Do you see that picture of beauty that God has given us, the the picture of joy that we have because of our salvation. You know, when we look in the mirror and we think about our salvation and we, we look at ourselves, we should see ourselves with God's righteousness, this robe that he's given us as a bridegroom decks himself, as he dresses himself, as he adorns himself with this precious gift of salvation. It's the joy that we get. It's the joy that we have. And it's the joy that we've been given. Well this morning, I, I want to tell you a story about a, a young man. He was, he was about 21 years old, and uh, just shortly after he turned 21, um, his father passed away. And it was sudden, wasn't expected. His father was pretty young, um, and it wasn't something that he was expecting. He never had experienced death, at least death that close to him. Well, it was a moment that changed his life forever. He'd, he'd never be the same. And it happened in the first part of November. And for many years to come, as that holiday season came around, he just couldn't find that joy. He had given his life to Jesus, and he knew what it meant to be saved. He understood the aspect of what God had done for him, but he just couldn't find any joy in the season. He just couldn't bring himself to celebrating. Well, for many of you here today, that may be how you feel The holidays might bring back memories of old, maybe some hurt, maybe some pain, maybe some loss. And it's really hard for us to really get into that spirit of Christmas to really celebrate those moments that that we should be celebrating. You know, I'll tell you, in the life of this young man, one day as he was driving down the road, you know, he, he had a moment with God, he had an experience, and it was a moment where he himself just simply cried out to God, simply cried out to God as he was driving down the road. And I want to share with you what he said exactly. He simply said this. He said, God, I am tired of living like this. I don't want to go on like this anymore. Please, God, take this from me. Fill me with all of you. And I refuse to live another day scared and in fear. All of this anxiety that I feel right now, please, Father, take it from me. Restore me to the man you want me to be. Well, I'm happy to report that since that day, God has given me many, many reasons to be joyful. Many, many moments to remember just how great his salvation is. He has clothed me with his righteousness. And when I look in the mirror today, I see God's righteousness, not because of who I am, not because I've got it all figured out, not because I think I'm better than anything or anyone, but because I realize the goodness of God, because I realize the grace and the mercy that God has shown me through his salvation, through his gift, this gift that he's given each and every person that he offers us at every moment of our lives. Will you pray with me? Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we get to celebrate life. Father, I don't know what's in the coffee, but I'm thankful for it. Lord, we, we are so thankful that we get to see all these young young kids, young children, uh, just grow up, Father, and be a part of a church community that loves you, that loves one another, a family that, that you've created. Father, this morning as we come here today, There may be things that weigh heavy on our heart. This may be a season of of mourning. This may be a season where where there's hurt and and sorrow and pain. and, And maybe it's from the past. Maybe it's from the present. Maybe it's because we don't understand our future. But whatever it is, Father, I pray that this morning that you would open our eyes to the joy, to the joy that you've given us through Jesus Christ. That we can be joyful not because of our circumstances, but in our circumstances, Father, that we can celebrate and rejoice in knowing what we've been given. Father, I pray that as we read your word, that it would just penetrate our hearts, that it would go from our minds to our hearts, to our feet, and that it would move us to a place where you want us to be, that we would become the church that you want us to be. Father, we thank you for this day. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'd like to read with us um, together in Philippians chapter 1. And I want to look at verses uh, 3 through 11 this morning. So are you guys all there? We're ready to go? All right. Starting in verse 3. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you That your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Well, just like the church at Philippi, you and I, we need to be reminded of how we can have joy in this life. No matter what we go through, we can have joy in one another the first thing that we see paul telling us here in verses three through five is that he is thankful for his relationships he says i thank my god in all my remembrance of you the church always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy and i do this because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now See, Paul is rejoicing in Christ for the relationships that he's been given. I I want us to take note of this. I want us to look at these couple of verses here because you see the intimacy that is being expressed through his words. You know, I, I tell people every now and then, thank you. I say thank you. I know we all say thank you, but sometimes we lose sight of how important those words are. See, thank you are just, it's just two words, right? But really, a thank you is an expression of the heart. It's a heart that's filled with gratitude for something or someone or for something that's been done for you or some grace that's been offered for you. And that's what Paul is doing here. He's expressing these words to the church. See, he's in love with his family and to the level that he expresses this deep heartfelt joy with emotions and he's doing it in confidence in God. He's doing it in Christ Jesus and he's thankful for this partnership that he's been given they share in this partnership in Christ you know there's a story that I heard this last week of a boy that that every now and then during the service he would just stand up turn around and smile and wave at the person behind him and say hello you know he do this often through the service and then finally one day his mom kind of got a little tired of it so she of course she grabs him by the ear (coughs) sits him back down and of course to the little boy's dismay kind of you know and starts to cry a little bit and teared and, and then you see his mom, she just kind of smiles a little bit and says, that's better. You know, it's, it's interesting. You see that picture of this little boy. He's so joyful. He's so excited to see his church family. He's so, so enthused about being a part of a family and a body that he's willing to stand up and say hello. And I think sometimes as parents, we kind of skew that dynamic of what the church should look like only because we should have reverence, right? we should sit still and not move and just pay attention either that or watch Facebook on our phone one or the other you know, I I give you that illustration just simply because we should come to church with joy we should be excited to see one another and if you stand up every now and then and wave at the person behind you just so you know, I'll give you permission do it Turn around and say, hey, I'm thankful for you. I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. See, that's what Paul is showing us about joy and the cost of joy. What it takes for us to have that joy in one another. It takes us to take the step to say, hey, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing, not only in me, but what he's doing through me. See, it's a partnership in the gospel. I want you to practice this right now. Turn to the person next to you and just say thank you. thank you. Thank you. See, look at all the smiles. I love it. I don't know if it's smiles of embarrassment or of joy. We've got such a good church family, right? You know, I love what it says in First John chapter 3, verse 18. Listen to what he says. He says, little children, this is a term of endearment. He says, little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Did you you grab that? He says, let us not love in talk or or word with our mouths, but let us love in deed and in truth. See, our our love should be action. Our, Our love should be expressed. And we express it in the truth. We ex- express it in, in Jesus' name. See, the truth is Jesus. And when we love people, we love them in Jesus' name. We love them the way Jesus loves us. You know, the book of Ephesians is a, is a tough book because as you, as you read it, the first few chapters are all about you. It's all focused in on what God wants to do in you and then if you continue to read and finish this book that that Paul writes to the church he starts to help them take what God wants to do in them and help them to let God do it through them and one of of the scariest chapters that we see relationally is is where where Paul tells us to, to humble ourselves to one another where, where Paul tells us men to, to love our wives like Christ loved the church. See, those are hard things for us to do. And I think it comes because we're afraid to pay the price of joy. Because it comes with a cost. It comes with us humbling ourselves and taking steps towards loving one another. Towards doing it indeed and in truth. See, doing this will bring us joy. It'll show those that we do life with that we are grateful for them, and all that we get to do together. Did you hear that? We get to do this together. It's not I, I have to do this. You know, when my kids were younger, they're they. Uh, they I tell them they had to do something. They say, "Do I have to do that?" And a good daddy that I was, I tell them, "No, but you get to do that. <laughs> you do. You get to do it." Because if you think about the dynamic of a family, you think about what God's created in the aspect of relationships and family, it's a privilege that we get to be a part of all that God is doing, isn't it? Would you say amen to that? Amen. Yes. And, and it's an even greater privilege that we get to do it together, that we're not in this alone. And that's what Paul is expressing here. And that's what leads us to our next reminder in verses six and seven. We find joy by... We have joy by doing God's work. Verses 6 and 7, Paul says this. He says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers with me of what? Grace. Both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of of the gospel listen to what is being said here see Paul is reminding us is that that God is is the one who goes out before us he's the one that begins the work see we don't go to work for God we go to work with God and what's cool about this, what he's sharing for us is, is we see these reminders throughout the Bible. When we read in the Old Testament and we look at Joseph and we look at Moses and we look at Joshua and we look at Jeremiah, we see all of these great examples of God going out before them and preparing a way. And then he comes back to them and he says, hey, I want to do this in you because I want to do some great things through you. I want you to turn with me to, to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1. So one of my favorite books in the Bible, Jeremiah. (coughs) Jeremiah chapter 1. I want us to look at uh, verses 4 through 10 and read them together real quick. Starting in verse 4, it says, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, this is Jeremiah, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, for to all to whom I send you, you shall go, and wherever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. See, God goes out before us. He prepares the way. He has a plan for our lives. He wants to do something in you then also do something through you. See, the affirmation of this passage comes from Ephesians. It's Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. Listen to what he says about you. He says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, he knew us before he formed us. That we should be holy and blameless before him, in love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons of. Through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, his plan, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved, which he has blessed us in the beloved. See, God has a plan for your life, and in that plan you will find the greatest joy in doing his work, fulfilling his plan for your life. See, God will show you his grace. He will give you his strength. He will guide your every step and he will help you become the person that he wants you to be. I hope you see that this morning. I hope you find your joy in knowing that. See, and it's simply because of the fact that you are his beloved. It's not because you're taller than anyone. It's not because you're stronger than anyone. It's not because you're smarter than anyone. anyone. It's simply for the fact that God loves you. I hope that leaves you in awe. As you kind of just chew on that aspect of of God's love for you, that that he would know you (coughs) before he formed you, that he would have little Isaiah in his mind, knowing that that one day he's going to give Isaiah to the Martinez family, and one day that Isaiah is going to grow up and fulfill his plan. I don't know about you guys, but that, that just leaves me in awe of this God that we serve. I look around at, at many of you and I, and I see the things that God has done not in, only in you, but now what God is doing through you, the work that you're doing, the joy that it brings you, the, the life that it gives you, the courage and the strength that it gives you to celebrate and do the things that God has called you to do. I just stand back in awe of God. He is an amazing God. And to think he had you on his mind before he created the heavens and the earth. That's a wow wow moment. It really is. It truly is. See, God loves you and he cares about you. And we can have joy in the knowledge of Christ. Listen to what Paul says here in the last few verses. He says, it is my prayer... That your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So here's the truth. Joy comes from the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen to that? Joy comes from the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And the more that you know him, the more that you'll love him. The more that you love him, the more you'll love others. And by doing so, you will be filled and you will bear the fruit of righteousness. That robe that Isaiah talks about is yours. That robe that God placed on you is Christ's righteousness. See, God sees us through Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're broken and we're sinful and we make mistakes and we fall and we stumble. We do things that are in opposition to God, even when we profess God. But the beauty of all that is that God loves you so much that when He looks at you, He looks at you through Jesus and He says, All is well. I love you so much. I care about you so much that I'd be willing to give you this precious gift that I love so much, my son, Jesus Christ. See, joy comes through Jesus and we can all have joy by celebrating the precious gift of this partnership that we have with one another. Reminding each other of how important we are to each other and to the kingdom of God. By fulfilling God's plan, doing the work that he's assigned to each and every one of us. And each and every one of us have different gifts, different abilities, different talents. But it doesn't discount the rest. It doesn't change the fact that you are important. That your part is critical in the kingdom of God. That you make a difference. And that's why we should turn to each other daily and just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for living for Jesus. Thank you for walking with Jesus. Thank you for helping me to see Jesus. See, and it all begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It all begins when you acknowledge, just like that young man, just like I did, when you acknowledge that you can't live this life without him. See, the point of me telling you that story it wasn't to brag about myself, but was to brag about Jesus Because I had professed a faith in Jesus at that time. I had been walking with Jesus and looking to Jesus. But you know what I realized in those moments? Is that I hadn't fully surrendered to Jesus. I hadn't given all of myself. And and I'll just be honest with you. I struggled with this anxiety for years. Probably close to 10 years. I didn't didn't fill in the little space there, but there was a span uh, in my life where where I almost couldn't do life. My marriage suffered. My family suffered. I suffered. And it just, it hit me one day. And the realization that I came to is that I did not want to live like this anymore. I, I wanted joy. And I was looking for it everywhere. I was looking for it in my job, in my career. I was looking for it in my wife. I was looking for it in my future kids. I was looking for it in my family. I was thinking, what well, if I just did this, maybe I'll have joy. Maybe if I, I got this, or maybe if I accomplished this, I'd have more joy. But you know what I did? I just created more anxiety for myself. And I, and I realized in that moment as I was driving down the road, that I needed to surrender I needed to find my joy in Jesus Christ and and this is what it comes down to it did for me and I think it will for you too is that when you realize how in love God is with you did you catch that? how in love God is with you God is so in love with you. God loves you. I I know that sounds like a, a cheesy Christian statement, but it's the truth. God loves you. Think about your life. Think about the things that you've experienced. Think about every day up until this moment to this very time that we are here sitting in this church, in this building, in this place, in this city, in this town, and all the people sitting next to you. And I hope you realize it's just simply because God is so in love with you. And all he's asking you to do is is to pay the price. The cost of joy is simply surrender. Once you surrender your life to God, once you give it over to him, that's when life begins. That's when life more abundant happens. I want you to listen to how Paul describes this love that God has for you and I. Philippians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. He says, and being found in human form, that's Jesus, the Messiah, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee should bow not only in heaven and on earth and under the earth. See, this Christmas we celebrate because joy has come. Jesus has come. Jesus lives. He's alive. And he is coming again. And because of that, We can have joy. I want to ask you this morning as we close: will you bow? Will you bow your knees to Jesus Christ? Will you surrender? Surrender your life? Surrender who you think you are, who you think you need to be, or who you think you might become? Will you surrender it all to Him? Well, I want to pray with us and I want to pray for us here in just a few moments and if you haven't ever taken that step to to surrender maybe maybe you are a Christian maybe you've walked with Jesus for many years but you realize in your life that that you haven't actually fully surrendered to him I want to ask you to make today be the day this moment right here now maybe there's an area in your life that you just need to surrender over to him maybe it's your job maybe it's your family Maybe it's a relationship. Whatever it is, I, I want to pray together, united in faith, in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for the love and grace. And Father, this morning, as we lifted it up Isaiah to you and, and the Martinez family, it's a reminder of the life that you've given us. It's a reflection of how intentional and loving and kind and merciful that you are to us, Father. Lord, our part is just to surrender. Our part is is to to accept and to receive this precious gift. Father, we come before you this morning in the name of Jesus and we, we bow our hearts, we bow our knees to you. Father, whatever it is, whatever we're holding on to, whatever is robbing us of this joy, Father, we surrender it before you. We lay it at the feet of Jesus. Father, we pray that you would heal us and that you would restore us. Father, that you would help us to see more clearly this love that you have for us and how in love you are with us, Father. I just thank you so much. My thank you is an an expression of of a heart that is filled with joy, joy and, and gratitude for just everything you've done, everything that you've given, the love that you've shown, the grace that you've offered, mercy that we receive each and every single day. Father God, we thank you. Lord, as we sing this last couple of songs today, we will rejoice. We will celebrate you, Father. We will thank you for this precious gift, Jesus Christ. Father, help us to grow, help us to know, and help us to walk. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: I'm a slave to fear I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God Thank you for listening and we pray you were blessed by today's message. You are invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Sol Rio and our weekly events please visit our website at SolRio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505 792 8737 or email us at infosolrio.com. At Soul Rio we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community we invite you to go with us on this journey.